Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start conversation on Unit 23, Education, Social Commitment versus Commodification. And our topic is Constitutional and Legal Framework for Educational Development in India. India has recognized education not only as a tool for social and economic development but also a force for social revitalization of human resources for all sections of the population. In the post-independence period, India has committed itself to the educational well-being of all segments of the society and has made several constitutional provisions towards this and year. The Constitution of India outlines general principles for guiding and governing educational development in the country. These provisions have tried to ensure educational interest, especially of children, weaker sections and women, religious minorities, linguistic groups, etc. The Government of India has also appointed several committees and commissions towards their endeavors. Let us briefly explain the constitutional provisions first. Article 45 of the Constitution enjoys that the state shall endeavor to provide within a period of 10 years from the commencement of this Constitution for free and compulsory education for all children until they complete the age of 14 years. This constitutional obligation has been time and again deferred to 1970, 1980, 1990 and then to 2000. The approach to the 10th 5-year plan 2002 to 2007 has set the target of all children completing 5 years of schooling by 2007. Article 29.1 provides that any section of the citizens residing in the territory of India and any part thereof having a distinct language script or culture of its own shall have the right to conserve the same. Article 29.2 lays down that no citizen shall be denied admission to any educational institution maintained by the state or receiving aid out of the state funds on grounds only of religion, race, caste, language or any other of them. Article 31 enjoins that all minorities whether based on religion or language shall have the right to establish and administer educational institutions of their choice. Article 32 lays down that the state shall not in granting aid to educational institution discriminate against any educational institution on the ground that it is under the management of a minority whether based on religion or language. Under Article 46, the state is obliged to promote with special care the educational and economic interest of the weaker sections of the people and in particular of the scheduled caste and scheduled tribes and shall protect them from 
social injustice and all forms of exploitation. Now, let us move to the next point committees and commissions overview of social commitments. The government of India has appointed several commissions and committees on education from time to time. All of these committees have invariably suggested measures to improve the state of literacy and education among the marginalized sections of society. In pursuance of the National Policy on Education 1986, several schemes are made for the abolition of tuition fee in government schools at the primary and secondary levels, reservation of seats in the higher education including IIT, IM, etc., relaxation of cut points for admission in the IITs, special coaching linguistic developments etc. for the stool castes and the stool tribes. Several programs have also been launched for the minorities, for example, area intensive program for the educationally backward minorities, schemes for financial assistance for modernization of madrasas etc. The pro program of action 1992 of this education policy has suggested various proactive measures to be initiated for women, dual caste, dual tribe, educational minorities and the physically handicapped. The National Policy on Education 1986 committed itself to enhance equity and relevance of education and also to make education a tool to enhance the pace of social change in India. It laid special emphasis on the removal of disparity and to equalize educational opportunity by attending to the specific needs of those who have been denied equally so far. Let us highlight some of the important commitments this policy has made for women, SCST, religious minority, physically handicapped and others. The first one is education for women's equality. Regarding women's education, educationists say education will be used as an agent of basic change in the status of women. In order to neutralize the accumulated distortions of the past, there will be a well conceived as in favor of women. The national education system will play a positive interventionist role in the empowerment of women. It will foster the development of new values through redesigned curricula, textbooks, the training and orientation of teachers, decision makers and administrators and the active involvement of educational institutions. The second point is the education of dual caste. The central focus in the SC educational development is their equalization with the known SC population at all stages and levels of education. The measures contemplated for this purpose include incentives to in 
indigent families to send their children to school regularly till they reach the age of 14. Pre-matric scholarship scheme for children of families engaged in occupations such as squeezing, flaying and tanning to be made applicable from class onwards. Constant micro-planning and verification to ensure the enrollment, retention and successful completion of courses by SC students. Recruitment of teachers from dual caste. Provision of facilities for SC students in students' hostels at district headquarters according to the phased program, etc. The education of dual tribes. The following measures will be taken urgently to bring the dual tribes on par with others. Priority will be accorded to opening primary schools in tribal areas. The socio cultural milieu of the ST has its distinctive characteristics, including in many cases their own spoken languages. Educated and promising dual tribes youth will be encouraged and trained to take up teaching in tribal areas. Residential schools including ashram schools will be established on a large scale. Incentive schemes will be formulated for the dual tribes, keeping in view their special needs and lifestyles. The curriculum at all stages of education will be designed to create an awareness of the rich cultural identity of tribal people as also of their enormous creative talent. The next point is minorities. Greater attention will be paid to the education of these groups in the interest of equality and social justice. This will naturally include the constitutional guarantees given to them to establish and administer their own educational institutions and protection to their languages and culture. Now the last point is the handicapped. The objective should be in to integrate the physically and mentally handicapped with the general community as equal partners and to prepare them for normal growth and to enable them to face life with courage and confidence. In Indian national perception, education is essentially for all and the state has a moral commitment to make education accessible to all. This is fundamental to all round development. The country paper of the Government of India presented at UNESCO Conference on Higher Education Paris 1998 suggests that there is a need to place greater emphasis on enrollment of students from the underprivileged backgrounds such as the rural areas, the dual caste and the tribes and the other backward groups, minorities, the disabled and other who have suffered from discrimination which has existed for centuries. Hence, special attention has to be given to all these groups through various strategies to be adopted in the university system. 
specially for access to the system and qualitative development of performance. Notwithstanding such commitment, a vast section of Indian population has not got access to education. They have mostly remained illiterate. These sections of the population mostly belong to the categories dual caste, dual tribe, women, and the ruler population. You must have realized that literacy rate in India has remained quite low. As per 2001 census, the overall literacy rate is 65.2% and male 76%, female 54%, ruler 59%. Urban 80 percent, dual caste 37 percent, dual tribe 28 percent. Hence, besides adhering to several constitutional commitments, the Indian state has also been a partner of several commitments made by important international bodies collectively. Let us examine India's commitment to the education for all, which is a global commitment. Here we wind up this conversation and thank you so much for choosing this podcast.